The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time, the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. I think the key to today's readings is in the very first sentence of our gospel. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. To pray always. The necessity to pray always without becoming weary. So I want to talk today a little bit about prayer and the importance of prayer. And there's lots of different types of prayer, but I want to focus more on the prayer and the time of prayer that we need in order to have a relationship with God, in order to carry out his good plans for our lives without becoming weary, without despairing, without giving in to doubt or fear. So beautiful there in that first reading, we get a, an inside scoop to the key to victory for Moses and the Israelites from the book of Exodus. The gist of it is that as long as Moses kept his hands raised in prayer and supplication, the Israelites got the better of the battle. And Joshua and his troops were able to be successful. But when he let his hands down, when he became weary, it didn't go so well for them. So then they managed to support Moses in his prayer of supplication. And it's just a good reminder that the battle belongs to the Lord. And I think on top of the fact that we need to pray always, one of the reasons why is because we do find ourselves in a battle. There is 
a spiritual battle going on. You know, there is good versus evil. It's not just in the Avengers. But there really is a battle between good and evil. There are evil beings that exist. A friend of mine, a priest friend of mine, is studying to be an exorcist. So I've gotten to accompany him and be his, be his wingman on three different occasions now. So I can attest to the fact that the devil is still much alive and active today, even possessing people. So he's after all of us. As scripture says, he, he roams about like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So if we're not praying, we become subject to the wiles of the enemy. We become easy prey, you might say. If we're not praying, to play on words, if we're not praying, we become easy prey. But it's more than that. It's about this relationship. The Lord really does want to feel close to us. That's something I've been praying about and and trying to appreciate more. Almighty God wants to be close to us and he wants us to feel close to him. At least he wants us to have that opportunity to feel close to God. And from that closeness, from that relationship, from that union with God, we have strength, we have wisdom, we have knowledge, we have understanding, we have grace and mercy to not only survive in this world, but to thrive and to become saints. Do you know that God's will for all of you and for me is to become a saint? God wants you to become a saint. Now, that doesn't mean we're all going to live like Solanus Casey or Mother Teresa. Or think of your favorite saint. There is a path to holiness. There is a path to healing. There is a path to abundance for each and every one of you. It's unique for all of us. We can look to the saints for inspiration, which is certainly a good idea, but we shouldn't necessarily try to imitate everything that they did. But one thing we should imitate, because there's one common denominator that all saints had, that's their prayer life. Their prayer life. And it wasn't just about saying prayers although that that helps, right? Kind of warms us up. It's like an appetizer, I like to say. But then there just comes a moment where you just got to be still in the presence of the Lord and to realize that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You have God with you. Emmanuel, God with us, is also God with you. And he's not just in the sacrament, in the tabernacle. We are now living tabernacles. We are actually called to become hosts 
with the host, living hosts, you might say, walking tabernacles. But that doesn't happen overnight. It comes through more and more time spent with the Lord. And he transforms us. He gives us his life more and more as we spend more and more time with him. The sad thing is, is that we don't always appreciate just how close God wants to be to us. But it's true. I mean, the fact that he became one of us says so much. As I like to say, God often says so much without saying anything at all. By becoming a man, by becoming a baby, he was saying, I want to be with you. I want to be close to you. I want to close the gap between heaven and earth. I want to unite God, the divinity, with humanity, with man. And that's exactly what he did. It's a great mystery. And we can't appreciate the mystery unless we pray. And as the second reading pointed out today, we can't really appreciate the mystery unless we get into the story, the story that is contained in Scripture. And I know sometimes the Bible can be intimidating because it's so long and a lot of it doesn't really make sense and there's a lot of funny names in there. We don't necessarily know the places. But it's worth the effort. God expects us, in a sense, to make the effort to know his word. And you don't have to be a Bible scholar to appreciate his word. And there's lots of guides out there, lots of helps that will enable you to benefit from the scriptures. And it's not that you have to read it from cover to cover, but to delve into certain parts is very helpful. And to know the overall story is helpful. Because history is his story. Another nice little plan words there. History is his story. But his story is now your story. It's our story. And it is mysterious. As I said, there's this cosmic battle going on. There's so much happening that we don't see with the naked eye. But again, you have to be able to pray and live more and more by the Spirit to appreciate that. And to appreciate the love of God and the presence of God and the power of God. There is power in Scripture. When we read the Word of God, it's not like reading any other book. It packs a punch. I can attest to that because I see what happens when you read the Word of God in the presence of the evil one in an exorcism. He hates it. It drives him nuts. It tortures him. So when you are reading the Word of God, it fills you with the Holy Spirit. God speaks to you through his word. And the more familiar you are with the scriptures, 
the easier it is to discern his voice in your daily life. What does God sound like? Well, God sounds like, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingly power, proclaim the word. Be persistent, whether it is convenient or inconvenient. So even God recognizes it's not always convenient, but we make the effort. Just like any relationship demands sacrifice, demands mutual interdependence and respect and understanding and communication. That's how it is with God. So he is understanding, he is patient, he is merciful. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So to invite him into that, into your own inner life, brings healing, brings peace. The challenge is most of us and in our society doesn't like to take time to reflect, to be aware of what's going on inside of us. There's this big rat race going on, in case you haven't noticed. And it's hard to get out of. It's hard to take a step out of that and to be aware of what you're feeling and thinking and doing, what's motivating you, what's driving you. And I'll give you a hint. There's probably a lot more fear and doubt motivating your decisions than you realize. But God will take that away. And he will instill you with confidence and with grace, with mercy, with strength from on high. So that you can live and and walk more in love and in peace, in confidence, in trust in the Lord. So let's pray for this grace today. To be more aware of God's presence. To renew our desire for God. To renew our desire for relationship with God. And to keep growing in that relationship. Let's renew our desire. If you've never done it, then you do it for the first time. To be a saint. I want to be a saint. I want to be all that God created me to be. And you really, you can be inspired by books. You can learn from reading, but then we just got to do it. Just do it. Just will it. St. Thomas Aquinas said, what is it that you have to do in order to be a saint? Just decide to do it. Will it. And then, of course, depend radically on the grace of God. So let's pray for that today. Let's open our hearts and our minds to the Lord, to his word, to his Holy Spirit. And as we receive him today in holy communion, let's thank him for wanting to be so close to us. And let's express our desire to feel close to him always and everywhere and in everything. Amen.